Welcome to the Millwrights Indicator, your resource for everything 2158. Here we're dedicated to answering any and all questions regarding this union trade. I'm your host, Jeremy Stevens, and we're coming to you from the beautiful 2158 studios in Bettendorf, Iowa. Today I'm joined by Machina Schultz. Hello. She's our office manager. I'm also here with Dan Ketchum. Morning, Jeremy. How are we doing? Good morning. Our coordinator. I'm also joined by Chris Green. How are we doing today? Mr. Senior Instructor. Thank you, sir. On today's episode, I think we should talk about the Tuesday orientations and maybe some of the classes that people can expect to see here at 2158. Perfect. Dan, maybe what are some of the hourly requirements that we have to fulfill here at this apprenticeship? For uh, our requirements, we are required by the Department of Labor to provide 800 hours of craft skill training uh, throughout the four-year apprenticeship. Uh, Safety training will be over and above that. We are accredited through the Eastern Iowa Community Colleges, so any credits earned here through the classes will transfer, and you have a, would have an opportunity to take a few classes at Eastern Iowa and receive an associate's degree in applied science. Wow. So you do get to get actually a little bit of paper on the wall if you come here and put just a little bit of extracurricular steps Absolutely. upon your completion. That's great. Uh, Sheena, maybe what are some of the things that the apprentice could bring with him in order to fast track his Tuesday orientation into going to work? They would want to bring a copy of their birth certificate and a copy of their high school diploma or GED because when they come to the orientation, they'll fill out their application here and those are the only three documents that are required to get them to work. So they come here on Tuesday, they fulfill that part and theoretically they can be placed right on the auto work list then? Yep, as long as work is available. Awesome. Is there any other additional information that they might need before they can take a shot at maybe the math test? Yes, uh, they'll have 30 days to also turn in a copy of their high school transcripts and any college transcripts they might have, um, a resume or a general work history of what they've been doing, and then four to five letters of recommendation. These letters of recommendation, where might they come from? What would be a good source? A good source would be like any past employers, any school officials, um, also if they've done millwright work, anybody they've worked with as a union member. Yeah, members always look, yes. look good. You know, yes. Indeed. So, um, go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, I just ahead. wanted to point out maybe military background as well. Oh, very good point. I've heard of a Helmets to Hard Hats program. Is there anything that goes on here with that? The Helmets to Hard Hat is initiated through the military. Uh, most of the time, a lot of guys haven't heard of it because the military is trying to recruit them to stay in the military sure. rather than help place them. Sure, but if they were in the military, it's maybe an ally that they could uh, De- the, chase they, down. Something they definitely want to look into if they are currently in the military, yes. So we've turned in all the paperwork. Uh, we're anxious to go to work. What happens? We get the call. You're going to be here, and then what? Perfect. Uh, oftentimes... When the work is available, our business agents will uh, reach out based on that out-of-work list, uh, as Machina was talking, uh, reach out for viable employees. You get called. God knows where you'll end up. Um, every day is a new new experience, I guess, new task. Uh, the biggest thing that we're looking for, I guess, uh, is someone that's going to show up on time, be prepared to go to work, uh, dress accordingly. You know, we're definitely not a uh, suit and tie industry. Um, we're going to be around grease, dirt hots, you know, sparks, things of that nature. Um, but we do still want to maintain a professional appearance. Uh, we're out dealing with our end users and things like that constantly. So no shorts, kind of a long pant, 
t-shirt type deal, right? Right. Oh, yeah. The flip, <laughs> flip-flop stay on the beach, I think. Right. 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 Steel-toed boots. <laughs> you know, most places, yeah, you're going to have to have your steel-toed boots. Most places, you know, OSHA says a minimum of a four-inch sleeve. There's a lot of places require long sleeves, so long sleeve t-shirt, stuff, things of that nature. And unfortunately, everywhere I've ever worked, you have to wear a hard hat. Try and find one that's comfortable. Good luck. <laughs> They go through this Tuesday orientation. They turn in everything. They've worked in the field. They really like it. What's the next step for them? If they're enjoying what we have to offer, and that's the hopes of being a, you know, going to work as a pre-trial apprentice or a pre-apprentice there for us, is to uh, have an opportunity to see what line of work they're actually pursuing a career in. Uh, if they enjoy that career, the next steps would be to uh, make sure their paperwork was turned in with Miss Sheena. Of course, that 30-day window she was discussing so we could get them scheduled for a uh, basic math assessment uh, and if they come and complete that that math assessment then we can schedule them uh, for the uh, personal interviews and things of that nature so assuming all goes well they get accepted into our program what are some of the classes that they can expect to see right off the bat first and foremost we're going to give them a safety class it's a requirement for most every job site we go on you have to have uh, OSHA training we provide that uh, MSHAW training if necessary. Uh, that's first and foremost. Obviously, we can't count that as craft skill training because it is safety training. Uh, beyond that, we usually we go into our precision tools class. We use a lot of precision tools. We also cover a lot of our basic millwright tools that we use on a daily basis, how they work, what they're used for, and, and that sort of thing. Um, we, we run through some basic math. You know, the stuff we use on a daily basis out in the field, uh, blueprints, uh, our installation and maintenance of machinery, which is a lot of a lot of things that you don't see every day, like taper locks, eccentric locks, you know, tips and tricks that makes a, a person more viable out in the field. They don't have to ask a question every time you turn a corner. You've, you've seen it before. It, it is a great class for that reason. Absolutely. There's, there's a lot of little... There's a lot of little things that go along with a very simple machine, but it's very nice when everybody's on the same page with it. I, I know, Dan, there you mentioned uh, during precision tools, uh, basic, kind of some of the basic millwright hand tools. Uh, what are some of those basic millwright hand tools might be handy for them to obtain as a pre-apprentice even? Well, realistically, a hammer, a scribe, a sharpie, a tape measure, a square, you know, things, just basic hand tools so you could do little layouts. Yeah, center punch is always handy for, for our layouts and stuff like that. I mean, as a, as a pre-apprentice, they don't expect you to know everything, but if you can get in there and help out with some of the things that the journeymen are doing, that's more what they're looking for than anything. Absolutely. During this four-year apprenticeship, there's going to be welding in every every year that we take, right, Dan? Every year there's a 40-hour welding class. We do as basics as how to set up and light a torch, cut with a torch, all the way up to TIG welding, plasma cutting, we have air arc. We can teach pretty much any process that you are going to use out in the field. We can teach you how to do it here. doesn't mean you're going to be proficient at it just after 40 hours a year, but we can show you how it's done. Now, do we offer any certifications in welding or anything like that? Yes, there's an AWS certification for structural steel. Uh, you can do the three-eighths, which gets you to three-quarter, or the one-inch, which gets you unlimited thickness in stick welding. Very cool. So... That's a very busy first year. Does anything change in the second year? Uh, second year, we just do our best to expand oftentimes on the uh, information and the classes that were discussed during first year, you know, such as, uh, uh, Dan, you were talking about the uh, kind of the basic math class. Uh, we cover a lot of geometries there in first year, 
and those ge geometries will transfer in so we can expand on them in such classes as our layout classes. Uh, that's a, a big one for our industry, uh, having a good understanding of the layouts. Uh, of course, we get a little more involved with the uh, uh, machinery settings, such as the conveyors, monorails. We get into a lot of the bulk handling, screw conveyors and drag conveyors, bucket elevators, things of that nature. Uh, uh, shaft alignment, rim face shaft alignment classes, we do a lot of work with rotating equipment. Um, UBC rigging is a big one, uh, second year, actually going out and being a certified uh, rigger and signaler. So that's another certification that we can offer here at this apprenticeship. Absolutely, absolutely. When you get into the shaft alignment, maybe that's something that we can uh, express on just a little bit more. We're talking about doing a shaft alignment with what kinds of tools? Oh, fantastic. Yeah, we uh, in our industry are a very diverse trade when it comes to the multi-facets of work we get involved with. So some of the tools that would be required for uh, doing a rim and face alignment, we have our dial indicators, mag bases, chain clamps. These dial indicators are capable of reading down to one thousandth of an inch. Uh, and with a little bit of uh, math prowess, we can use our readings and come up with calculated shim changes uh, to align, again, rotating equipment very precisely. And I like the way you stated the calculated shim changes. It's a very proficient way to be able to do that. Absolutely. So second year sounds like it's starting to get a little bit more important. And we get into the third year, and there's the big one right off the bat is 2158 rigging. The, the dreaded 2158 rigging, absolutely. <laughs> the infamous. <laughs> Indeed. And again, we're, we're taking that rigging understanding that hopefully everybody was able to gain throughout job experiences and, of course, the second year UBC rigging. And uh, we spent a lot of time really expanding on that knowledge, talking about load dynamics and how these stresses change as that load is moving, stopping, swinging, swaying, uh, all the stresses that compound exponentially throughout all of our rigging, our rigging hardware, throughout a, a, an evolution. Another class that we do is the optical level and the OptiLine. What an OptiLine is, is it's a computer-based program that actually will assist in your alignments. Uh, these things are very versatile. They're very cool pieces of equipment. And as a third year, you get to get that solid introduction. Uh, we be able to do short coupling alignments at the completion of the class, but we also do the optical leveling. With the optical leveling, this is when we're able to find that uh, one thousandth of an inch and fifty foot type uh, elevation changes, and we dabble with a little bit of the squaring process a little bit, but uh, we also get into pumps and hydraulics. So you get the ins and outs of both of those systems. There are a lot of those in our industry. Absolutely, Absolutely. hydraulic systems uh, power the world. Uh, rotating equipment is a huge part of our job scope. Yeah, Absolutely. So it's very critical that we are keen on those abilities. We also get welding again. See, so you're going to take it every every year. Uh, always different projects, correct? Correct. All four years is a, is heading in a different or a building on the previous year. Uh, it doesn't mean a person that's not a proficient welder has to stick wholeheartedly to those projects. If they're already a proficient welder, we can set them up with things to more advance the skills that they already have uh, different processes that maybe they have not used before. But, yeah, we try to build from uh, the standpoint of somebody's never welded before to fourth year being hopefully able to be a certified welder. But somebody that's ahead of schedule, that's when we get into the TIG welding and the MIG welding and, and advanced processes like that. We also have an advanced shaft alignment class during the third year. What would be different than our 
Optiline class because it utilizes the same piece of equipment. Absolutely. Amidst the rim and face that we discussed for second year, you're talking the Optiline uh, that we get their hands on in that third year program. With the advanced shaft alignment, we start discussing a lot of uh, environmental factors that come in and affect uh, our alignments, affect the efficiency of our equipment uh, when running. The more we can overcome things such as thermal expansion, as things heat up, they're going to get larger. As they get cold, they're going to get smaller. All of these will affect those alignments that we're kind of speaking of. Uh, the the more uh, aligned, I guess I hate to use that term, but the more aligned we can keep a piece of equipment, the cheaper it actually runs for the end user and the longer it's going to run. So by cheaper, you mean it's not destroying itself essentially absolutely uh, high vibrations due to misalignments poor couplings which destroys bearings but also a, a, a perfectly aligned piece of equipment will take lo- a less electricity to run than something that is not aligned properly awesome so now we're in our fourth and final year at 2158 the fun year the fun year absolutely the fun year <laughs> why is this year so fun we our optical tooling class is fantastic. We get our optics out and show you everything else that you can do with it. And, I mean, get 40 hours almost isn't enough to, to get through it. That week goes by really fast. It's very hands-on. You're using the optics. You're actually seeing the thousandth of an inch change in pieces of equipment. And it's just a really, really fun class if somebody has a basic understanding of the optics. This really builds on it and shows you everything you can do with it. And it was one of my favorite classes. It was we also have a compressor blower and the advanced Optiline class. Then the compressor blowers, they're two different systems. Uh, one is more of a volume and one, one is more of a pressure builder. And you get to get in, you get to know the ins and outs of both of those systems. Uh, in the field that you may be required to anything from troubleshooting a compressor to a complete rebuild for a customer. We also do the fami- GE familiarization and high torque. Can you talk a little bit about that? Basically what this is is an overview of gas turbines, how they work, how they operate, common maintenance procedures that we do as millwrights when we go out and tear these things apart. Sometimes it's just a very slight teardown. Sometimes it's a complete rebuild. We also go through all the installation tasks of built, uh, building one, putting a new, a new gas turbine in and making it operate. And the high-torque portion of it, they use high-torques quite frequently with gas turbines, we use them in other parts of our industry, obviously, maybe not on a daily basis, but uh, it's everything you need to know about that high torque, how to operate it properly, and how to operate it safely. Can, can we break down just a little bit real quick about what a high torque actually is? Absolutely. That's what I was going to say. In case anybody's not real familiar with the term a high torque, they uh, are a hydraulic tensioning tool that allows us to uh, properly tension stretch uh, bolted style fasteners. So when we're operating this, are we actually have a wrench in hand and we're pulling on the piece of, on the fastener itself? Uh, for the most part, depending on your setup, you may have a backer wrench that you are physically holding to make sure that fastener doesn't turn while you're tensioning it. Uh, but no, these are hydraulic tools that are going to be properly set up, properly placed, placed uh, with an actuating arm to apply the torque all on its own, uh, which warrants... Uh, some proper training on those they can uh, they can be a little unforgiving yeah they're they're very they're very precise in the amount of torque that they can apply to it to a fastener or the amount of tension but at the same time something that you hold in your hand that weighs three or four pounds can be put in uh, thousands of foot pounds of torque on a fastener so they you know you have to know what you're doing so you're not injuring yourself or other people these are it. very incredible machines absolutely 
So the GE familiarization and the high torque is in preparation for the Vegas trip. The Vegas trip, indeed, which I know by fourth year, and that's kind of, in my opinion, where fourth year is such the fun year. Uh, you've built camaraderie over these four years with all the other uh, students in the class with you and things like that, and now we uh, we get to ship that whole group out to Las Vegas. And, uh, yes, there's training involved and things of that nature, but it's a free trip to Las Vegas with your, your friends that you've uh, really grown close to over the next last four years. I'm just going to reiterate, a free trip to Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. It, it's, it's only free as long as you show up to class on time every day and, and do your part. Yeah. <laughs> yes. it, it's a very no-nonsense class. It really is. It's very well-structured. Uh, you have a time restraint while you're out there. But you also get a little bit of free time in the evenings for see the sights and uh, hopefully not lose too much money. Absolutely. <laughs> One of the things that is different about this apprenticeship than other apprenticeships is there's actually a required tool list. Uh, we're very nice to you and we break it down year by year. So what are some of the reasons why we would have to carry our own tools? Uh, I think going through, hopefully with the explanation of kind of some of the classes, you're seeing, again, that diversity of our industry. Um, we work in so many different facets uh, as far as industry would, would go. Uh, that requires a lot of tools to be able to maintain this work and be proficient at these jobs. Uh, so every year we have a first-year apprentice tool list. Uh, that is part of advancing to your, your next year is completing your, your classes and having your required tools, uh, again, for second and, and for third year. We talked about advancing into classes from first year to second year, second year to third year. There's the hourly requirements you have to meet. Now we know about the tools that you have to receive. What do we do for pay scale on them advances? That's one thing we haven't covered yet. As a pre-apprentice, you go out and work as a pre-apprentice, you'll be earning 50% of whatever a journeyman makes in that particular zone. Depending on where you work in our jurisdiction, the, uh, the, the pay scale fluctuates. But uh, as a pre-apprentice, you're at 50%. As soon as you are accepted into our program and now we're a first-year apprentice, you get 60% of journeyman scale. Just it, like that. Just like that, as soon as you are accepted. 10%. Where do you get 10%? Uh, second year, as long as you complete your first-year classes and you have your tools, you get another 10% raise for second year. You go up to 70%. Same thing for third year. You go up to 80%. Fourth year is 90%. And then once you graduate, you are at journeyman scale. So once I'm at journeyman scale, am I stuck at that price range forever? Oh, absolutely not. The possibilities are limitless. Uh, again, you know, how much are you willing to travel? What is, what is the work availability? Where is that work? Uh, but there's definitely advancements where you come up and you're going to start running a crew, uh, working as a working foreman. Uh, working foreman leads into being a general foreman, which oftentimes leads into superintendent, project managers, so let's just say hypothetically, I'm a quad city millwright. I don't become a foreman. I just stay a journeyman for the next 10 years. That's what I like. It's what I want. I'm working in the same area that I like. Am I still nailed down to that same amount of money for my entire career? Absolutely not. We, uh, we have negotiation committees. Uh, we sign contracts with our local contractors. And it, depending on you know the work outlook, how the economy is doing. We usually get a raise every year while we try and do three to five year contracts and yep. So we don't, we're not doing it all the time, but here's, here's your cost of living raise ish every year that, that we are going to add to that. There's very seldom are you ever going to go a year without getting some sort of a raise. I'd like to jump in there a little bit too, Dan, you use the, we, 
we we negotiate our contracts uh and the we he's referring to is the membership everyone that is a member of of this local 2158 has a equal voice an equal share to vote on um work jurisdictions pay raises for the year things of that nature what we're going to do with those finances so i always like pointing out the fact that this this is not just simply a a job search type facility um you know it's not like going to a staffing agency you know you put your name on the list and maybe obtain a job this is a career and not outside of the career earning great money in my opinion you are joining a brotherhood you know and this is a, a fantastic team that we are all able to be part of and i think we'd be uh, um, remiss if we didn't also include in there that throughout these years you are building a pension so when you retire you are going to have money when you are when you retire uh, that is a fringe benefit that's over and above the pay scale and along with that is health insurance uh, it it's rough at first but after five six years you have money banked you could be off for three months and not have to worry about self-paying health insurance because you have money banked up in there and the insurance is very very good uh, that's a very good point to bring up a lot of places offer me health insurance but what's the difference between this place other places it costs me x amount a week this place it costs me how much a week and and we go back to kind of what we were talking about about negotiating our packages negotiating our wages and things like that it no matter how we want to shake a stick at it it does cost us it's just a matter of where that's coming from uh so rather than having to take it off my paycheck every week uh here's what i earn for the week and here's what you owe for insurance and everything else and losing that off of my working wages they're all add-ons the money into the retirement the money into the insurances uh depending on where we're working we have annuity monies being contributed yes uh all of that is add-ons above your paycheck so it's above and beyond the wage that i'm go- that i'm currently working for the hourly amount Absolutely. so it will not dip into my pocket per se on friday that's correct what you agree your hourly wage that you earn for every hour you work is what you see at the end of the week on your paycheck everything else is a 100 percent above and beyond that's very nice is there anything that you guys can think that we missed Maybe mentioning that uh, if you qualify while you're in class, you get unemployment. Oh, that is something we didn't talk about. So the people that travel, since we have a large jurisdiction, they could be subjected to maybe a two- or three-hour drive just to come to school. So the people that stay here in the Quad Cities, they get a per diem check? Yes. Uh, If you're 60 miles away from our location, you would get a per diem check for the three or four days that you attend class as long as you turn in a hotel receipt or a camping receipt to me at the end of the week. You're going to offer me money to come here to offset my expenses to come. What about the money that I lose out in the field? Say I had to leave that job to come to this mandatory class. And I think we kind of alluded into a little bit the unemployment aspect. If you are required to leave a job and you are required once in to attend your classes. Uh, So if you're on a job, you need to take a layoff come and attend your classes. Uh, Ms. Sheen is explaining there the uh, um, stipend, the stipend that you get from us if you do stay, any valid hotel receipt at the end. But on top of that, the nice thing with being part of this brotherhood, uh, part of this union, uh, if we are unemployed, we can draw unemployment. And we don't have to go out and do crazy job searches uh, and fill out applications. We have a, a team of individuals, our business agents, that represent uh, all of us members their job is to find our work um, so it's a lot easier I think for us to obtain that unemployment 
and not, and not only that, uh, the way we run our classes, we run four tens Monday through Thursday. We have a lot of apprentices, even though they might be a long ways away from their job, they go back to work and they work Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You know, if they're they're on twelves working Friday, Saturday, Sunday, they're making just as much as they or more than they would be making on unemployment and making their benefits. Mm-hmm. That's an awesome point. Mm-hmm. That's one thing that we haven't mentioned yet. We are union, and in our contract that we're in now, we get overtime after eight hours of every day. We also get overtime on every single Saturday and every single Sunday. Sundays are double time. Double everybody, time. everybody likes Sundays. They're double time. <laughs> uh, several holidays that we observe as well, to where you can get that double time, the double time for holiday pay as well. Man, I love this place. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> Well, thank you for listening. This has been a 2158 production. If you have any questions or ideas about any future shows, please feel free to email me at jstevens at 2158training.org. And if you'd like any more additional information on becoming a union millwright, please contact us at jatc at 2158training.org. Thank you very much for having us. Thanks. Thank you.